0: Books, boots, and broads. I'm your host, Jamie, and this is our lovely Monica. Hello, hello. Yay! So our book today is
1: Breath by James Nestor. Yes. Yes. And it is a really good book. This is right up there with radical compassion for me. I thought it was a fantastic read. I thought it had useful tips. And basically, just kind of as a summary, it's a study of how we breathe and how it affects our health and wisdom that, ironically, seems to come from more ancient texts than modern medicine.
0: (laughs) The subtitle of the book is The New Science of a Lost Art. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly what you're saying. So, the book is broken up into three parts. Uh, Part one is the experiment and then he goes into part two and he starts talking about different types of breathing and then uh part three is sort of like uh breathing plus uh and it's then he gets really into depth into different breathing types so we will talk a little bit about some of all of them because it's all so exciting so i like the book because it started off with a lot of information but then he gave like a personal example of it. So there was some science, but not a lot of science. Like the last book that we did was a little too science for Monica. She got a little overwhelmed with all the math and all the questions. Mm. So it's really great information without a lot of science. So if you're really into science, you might want to find something else. But if you just want like general knowledge and things that you can do at home, it was great.
1: And he has kind of a quirky little sense of humor that I appreciated.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I loved I loved him and then, uh you know how he meets all these different people and how he interacts with all of the um the people he's interviewing for the book. He the was one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. He gave them that term and I was like, I think he invented this. Did I skip that? Let me go back. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, I did. He he did invent this. <laughs> so the first part of the book is the experiment. You wanna talk about that? Yes.
1: Um so he has a lot of fortitude, okay, for suffering. A lot. I was very impressed at his diligence to sticking with this experiment and I believe he had to pay for it like five thousand dollars. Yes. yes. And it was a horrible, torturous experiment where the first half of it uh he and a friend from like
0: Finland or Norway.
1: S- Norway, something, Sweden, something somewhere like that, that. yeah. <laughs> And they do nothing for the first couple of weeks except for breathe out of their mouth. And there's lots of blood work and testing. And they have to eat the same thing every day. So At like, the same time. Yeah. And and they start to feel horrible and crazy. And, and he sticks with it right until the end. Yes. And then the second half of the experiment, they breathe totally out of their
0: nose. Well, they give like a two-week... In between to just sort of like don't oh. don't they I thought maybe it was only a week. Well yeah. they give themselves like a week in between to sort of reacclimate, I suppose. Yeah. Do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And and then
1: they compared, you know, their lab results and how they felt and everything and the results were like dramatic.
0: Lower blood pressure, lower cholesterol, uh their CO two levels in their blood was significantly different. So you think Snoring and sleep apnea was down. Right, because he talks a lot about CO two in your blood levels and how you want a certain range. You think that, you know, CO two in your blood is bad, but um it's not. And that um we actually don't have enough CO two in our bodies most of the time. I actually had blood work done not that long ago, so I looked to see if I had results for that. <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, I do. And it's 25 that's in the range. Oh, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really
1: fascinating how um, some of these effects of solely mouth breathing are things that affect a lot of people that you go to the doctor for that they don't really have any help or advice for, like, you know, headaches and chronic pain and not sleeping well. Um, Waking up often throughout the night having to go to the bathroom all the time, you know all these things that are just these weird You know you feel terrible, but there's really no reason for it and the doctor tells you to like exercise more You know right (laughs) and and I thought it was really Interesting that just breathing through your mouth can be the cause and I know I breathe through my mouth when I sleep I had a sleep test done not too long ago. I have sleep apnea. I suffer from headaches chronic pain, all of these things. It's like, I feel terrible all the time, but not like
0: I'm not sick or debilitated, but I just don't feel up to par, you know? Right. So I, I have severe allergies and I breathe through my mouth primarily. I have all my life. um, I actually went to the dentist and she was like, if I didn't know you were a mouth breather, I'd be really worried right now with COVID. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I was telling everybody about this book, though, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm really worried because I've always breathed through my mouth my whole life. And now I'm learning about how this is terrible for you. And like, I could be feeling so much better and happier than I already am if I could just learn to breathe through my nose. And it's like this downward cycle the more you breathe through your mouth the more you breathe through your mouth and i
1: think it's interesting that you brought up covid because i think part of the panic and the reason why people say they feel so bad when they wear their mask even though it's not detrimental to your oxygen levels i feel like you have a tendency to breathe through your mouth when you have the mask on i've noticed that that in myself i don't know if that's
0: true for everyone but i believe that that could be the reason why i definitely breathe through my mouth more with my mask on too because yeah. after reading this book i was trying to do more nose breathing and i realized when i first put it on i always breathe through my mouth yeah and i have to wear it for a little bit before i can like acclimate, like oh i can wear it and breathe through my nose now mm-hmm. i wear mine all day long at work so it's not like i'm just popping into the store or not but if you feel worse breathing through your mouth and you're putting this mask on where then we all just suddenly start breathing through our mouth that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. oh uh, another reason why people just don't like masks
1: right (laughs) yeah i found that this book really made me more conscious of how i breathe and when i do start to feel not so good then i can focus on my breath and you know To whatever degree it helps or not help, it doesn't help right um you know it's just it's just interesting to always bring it back to be able to pay attention to it where breathing is just an unconscious thing that we do but we really can affect changes in our bodies by consciously breathing
0: (laughs) so I always read before bed and I'm reading this book, and then suddenly I can't go to sleep because I'm too conscious about my breath. And I'm breathing, and how I'm breathing. And And counting. And I'm trying, yeah, (laughs) counting, and I'm trying to keep my mouth closed and breathe through my nose, and then I feel like I'm not getting enough oxygen in because of my allergies, and I'm laying, and I'm trying different positions, and then I just wasn't sleeping well at all because I was so worried about my breath. (laughs) Which We've I got to find a, balance here. I think that was the opposite of what he wanted from the book. So I was just like, I'm like, don't worry yeah. about your mouth, I mean, Just go to sleep. It'll be fine. You can try taping your mouth tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the thing is his easiest suggestion for mouth breathing while, to stop mouth breathing while you sleep is just to put a one little piece of medical tape across
0: your lips while you go to sleep, which I haven't. The center of your lips. Yes. So you can still open your mouth and still talk. Not like completely taping your mouth shut. Right. I haven't remembered to buy it, but I did definitely want to try it. So some of the breathing methods, I went down to uh, procure us some beverages yesterday. And I was talking to the owner of the establishment and he was talking about this nostril breathing. And the alternating nostril reading, which I found really interesting, because I'm like, oh, that would be one of the first things we talk about.
1: <laughs> I actually am familiar with it, because I used to suffer from insomnia horribly. I have tried everything. I read this book about dream yoga, and it actually talked about it had this pose. It was really intricate and wild, but it involved blocking your right nostril and simply breathing out of your left nostril, among other things. And I found that it worked and it helped. I didn't know if it was the ritual of doing it or if it was
0: actually spending some mindful time. Right. So it was really interesting to
1: read about it in the book because what he says is when you breathe through your left nostril, activates your parasympathetic nervous system and it's a cue to your body. To slow down and your right nostril of course would have the opposite effect and I believe how he used it is say after he would eat he would breathe out of his right nostril to like heat his body up or you know boost his metabolism or whatnot
0: right right yeah if they were doing all sorts of crazy things
1: yeah and I noticed that if you pay attention you can tell when you're breathing through your nose oh air is easily going in through my right nostril, not my
0: left. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have the opposite. It's easier to go through my left side than my right. Yeah, that's good. And I have to work on that because I do
1: have a lot of anxiety and stuff. And so I find that when I am anxious, I am breathing primarily out of my right nostril.
0: Oh. Yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So the only breathing technique that I have really heard of a lot about before reading this book was the heliotropic one from how to change your mind <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I was like oh yeah it does affect your blood pressure and your heart rate and you know everything else And like you know people have hyperventilated or come really close to it and passing out so the whole book made a lot of sense there was anything I was like hmm that's a little bit quirky I don't know about that you know all those hardcore breathing
1: techniques like the holotropic breath work and there's different ones too. I can't remember what they're called. I, oh, resonant or coherent breathing, different right. things. Some of the more extreme ones, I was like, man, I don't know if I could,
0: if I could do that. <laughs> so the breathing coordination was counting to ten and then exhaling for as long as she possibly could and saying numbers. And I didn't have any problems trying that one. So you like you breathe in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then out. And then you just keep repeating it for as long as you can. I could do it twice. And then I was like, I think I'm faking it. (laughs) The resonant breathing was my favorite. So you breathe in for five and a half seconds and out for five five and a half seconds. Apparently that's what runners do. I have a note to talk
1: about that, actually, because I have been trying to do that every day whenever I notice that I'm not doing it. Because he talks about, in these ancient texts, things like the Om Mani Padme Hum, or Om, or the Latin Rosary, I'm not going to say this right, Ave Maria, yeah right, yeah okay and and so these are really spiritual type prayers and meditations that you can do, and what he found is they they lull you into a rhythm of five and a half breaths per minute, which is supposedly optimal
0: per second, but yes, yes, yes. no, five, five and a
1: half breaths, breaths per, per minute. minute, okay, right, okay, which which you're breathing. In and 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 out out for five and and a half seconds seconds per breath. So it's in it, and that's cool too because the, you know, it works out with the numbers and it's sort Mm -hmm. of like a synchronicity. And for me, I can't count, you know, one, one, I I count to 11 in and 11 out. So then I was like, oh, that's cool, 11, 11. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I thought that was, that was also by far my favorite. And he found it so important that he literally mentioned it maybe four or five times in the book.
0: He did. Yeah. He did and I was like I'm like, okay, he's mentioned this one a lot and I'm gonna try this one and I like that one the most. Yeah. So then he next talks about chewing. And he's talking about himself and how he had a deviated septum and he had no surgery and he has all these congestions and I was just like, Oh, this is me. I had no surgery, it was not very successful. They wanted to do a second surgery and I was like, This was horrible the first time. I really don't wanna do it a second time. I mean, it's better. So I can breathe through my nose some now before I did none. Wow. Like, it was just completely blocked on one side and then very little through the other side. So, reading this, he talks about how our ancestors, before cooking, before processed foods and chopping at the grocery store, did a lot of chewing. And that chewing was important to help develop our jaws and our... Jaw bones can still continue to grow all the way into our seventies, maybe even beyond, and we need to be chewing every day to help our mouths develop. Which I have actually read about this in other books, so he was spot on with every information that he gave about it. So he said there's these oral devices that you can buy, a preventive oral device, and it makes it feel more like you're chewing all the time when you're. When you're having your food, it's like a retainer. You can go to the dentist. You can get these palate expansions to make your mouth wider. And he's like, you don't really need to invest in all that. You can also just buy this really nasty tasting gum. (laughs) They sell it on Amazon. I bought two kinds. I bought the original and the mint. The mint, it definitely has a mint flavor, but it doesn't really taste like much, especially after you've been chewing it for a while. So, chew, 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 chew so I've been, you know, he suggested a couple of hours a day. I think I make it maybe 20 minutes. I mean, my mouth gets pretty sore. I'm not used to chewing all that much. (laughs) I do appreciate his focus on keeping things
1: affordable for us. I will say that.
0: Yeah, it was very nice. So the the gum is like a a Turkish gum. I wrote down what it's called. Oh, uh, Falim, F-A-L-I-M, Turkish gum. It's uh also comes in sweetened flavors, but he found that they were softer and they tasted just as terrible so just <laughs> just sticking with the um like the mint or the original,
1: yeah, and I thought it was really interesting that these breathing problems, which he also attributed to crooked teeth um are a problem of our modern society it's like a a negative evolutionary path that we've gone through where we haven't evolved in a positive way
0: oh de-evolution yes yes Yes. of this and i Uh thought that was
1: super fascinating
0: Yeah, he goes into, like, catacombs underneath Paris. Is that what it is? That was a wild story. I'm like, oh my gosh, I get lost walking into a building. I'm like, there's no way I'd be, like, in the sewer system under Paris. His commitment to getting information was, like, definitely admirable. (laughs) I was like... You are so amazing. That's something I would never, ever, ever do in my entire life. Yeah, I was like, you're really committed to to finding out, looking at skulls. I'm like, oh, a museum doesn't have it. Mm, I guess I'm done. Yeah, I think he found an, an
1: alternate, better source for for looking at prehistoric and older, you know, human skulls. But but yeah, we've definitely because of our
0: processed food and our modern living, cooking world, and mm-hmm. just you know general societal uh behaviors that we have now oh. has had um some de evolutionary effects on us. Oh, so then he talks about the is it Timo
1: breathing? Mm-hmm.
0: That was crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was and this is where you're talking about how he he did like some healing work, right? There was different ones. There was um what was the two the two tumor breathing was, was that like that
0: was like what for the emphysema? The, that was what the Navy SEALs were doing? Oh okay. That was more like the heliotropic breathing. Yeah. Where um like they have this guy that's walking out in the wintertime without any clothes on and he's heating his body through this crazy breathing technique. Oh, and the monks did yeah. that also. Yeah yeah I think that was all tied in with yeah
1: yeah that was definitely crazy I wrote something down about that too um it's like especially in regards to the monks they believe that when you know prana you get prana energy chi ki from your breath and then they could do all these crazy superhuman things like walk through the desert and not overheat without water or walk barefoot through the snow and and those kinds of things and you know it's hard to say is this a mind over matter thing is this really because of our breath and you know I believe they've hooked up some meditating <laughs> monks to some technology and found that their brain waves go into a different state and right. um, yeah it's crazy that you can do all of that
0: just with your breath I was very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you want to talk about our beverage today? Um, yes. You have the name of
1: it on the package over there. I can't see it on the can, but it's a really cool can. It's got some neat, um... It says Collective Arts Distilling. Yeah. It's got some, like, really 70s trippy-looking art on there. Turquoise and orange and stuff.
0: Uh Uh-huh. It's a pink gin and raspberry pink gin and soda with raspberry and bitter orange Mm -hmm. sparkling gin cocktail.
1: Yeah, it's really
0: mild, not super bubbly, but a little bubbly and very refreshing. He said it would be more like a cocktail he would serve there, which I was like, okay, let's do that because I wasn't really huge on the um, the flavored seltzers. Mm. So did you want to talk about the last part of the book, Monica? Well, in just a, real quick about the healing because i had mentioned oh, yeah. it
1: earlier there's all these really crazy breathing techniques um one guy helped cure patients with emphysema another i with, loved that guy yes another what um what she called orthopedic breathing cured her own scoliosis and helped other people she cure their teaching scoliosis. yeah yeah and so what's wild is what he what the author found and what i found interesting is there's these different things that pop up over time where these dramatic healings occur because of working with the breath, but for whatever reason, they don't catch on. They go out of fashion. Yeah, they don't catch on with mainstream medical. There's not research put into it. You know, the little conspiracy theory nut in me is like, well, you can't market breathing. <laughs> Pharmaceutical companies can't make money from that. <laughs> and, you know, but regardless, I think, um it takes time and a lot of these processes are kind of cumbersome and I just think about going to the doctor like I said earlier and I'm achy and stuff and they're like you need to exercise more and I'm like well that's dumb you know (laughs) so if I won't do that you know who's gonna do all these really involved Intricate. intricate breathing techniques so yeah I thought that was worth mentioning also
0: Yeah. Um, on one of the healing techniques, he said he watched a video of it. And then afterwards, um, there was like a lot of pounding that went on with the person on, um, their back and their chest and stuff while he Mm -hmm. was doing, um, that was for the tuberculosis. And he was like, yeah, I can kind of see why I didn't really catch on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Some of it is a little bit more, um, involved, we'll say. very hands-on you're going to have some bruising so yeah
1: yeah so um what was the what was the part of the third i don't have i didn't have mine broken up into sections oh
0: um that was just uh chapters eight uh eight nine and ten and the appendix i think it was breathing plus that's when he starts talking about a lot more breathing techniques the Pseudocarshan, Kira, the yoga breathing, the box breathing, the yeah, 478 breathing. A lot of that was like
1: so much for me.
0: <laughs> and
1: I I guess I don't have the, um. so a lot of the symptoms, like he's like, I'm getting sweaty and nauseous and like all this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to feel like that. When I'm doing these breathing techniques, even though he's like, yeah, the benefits are amazing. And I thought it was really interesting, the CO2 experiments that he talked about. And there was a part where they did experiments on people who had damaged their amygdala in their brain. So they didn't have any fear at Right. All. right. But part of our reptilian brain, the only way these people felt fear is if they you know they weren't harmed in any way they were given a dose of air with a higher content of co2 so it sort of felt like they weren't breathing even though they felt like they were hyperventilating yeah and that made them
0: feel fear and panic and i thought oh my gosh that's totally crazy i was so i was so intrigued by it i was like oh that's so interesting i'm like and he did that experiment this guy is
1: crazy (laughs) (laughs) i know they're like
0: we did it to a couple of patients, and they totally freaked out. And we thought, well, maybe we shouldn't do this to people. We were <laughs> like, do me, do me. Yeah, he was, he was great.
1: <laughs> and he panicked.
0: Yeah, he knew, he knew it was going to happen, too. <laughs> so the, the nice part of the appendix, uh, oh, the box breathing is what the Navy SEALs did. I'm looking at my notes, sorry. oh, what was the tumor breathing? Oh, that I think that is the um the healing breathing, maybe, yeah, it like we think it is. There's
1: so much information in this book. we've talked about a lot of it, but really, there's no way. We could cover everything in this book. It has just got so much information.
0: And it's such a short book, too. It's only like 200 pages. It's really short, but it's like packed with information. And the appendix, he gives you like little summaries of what the breathing techniques are. He gives uh, different links to um, videos and free online um, classes that you can take or signing up for some paid online classes which some was of what
1: was really cool is he started off the book this whole journey began with this breathing class that his doctor suggested he go to and he he's like this isn't working this is crazy but he kept an open mind and he stuck with it and he had this really i would like to say almost mystical experience meditating in this breathing class
0: Right.
1: Yeah, and he rounds it up nicely because the book begins in that class and it sort of ends in that class. Yes. And I feel like the three biggest takeaways from the book was the 5.5 seconds per breath, 5.5 breaths per minute. Huge. Yeah. Also, shut your mouth. He, he had that in b- big, bold letters. <laughs> yeah, yep. And then, um, and then the last thing was the tape. While you sleep, I thought that was
0: brilliant. His way to, you know, you don't have to spend money on
1: all of these things. You can right. just simply do this.
0: So I uh, I thought was, um, yeah, shut your mouth, mm-hmm. the five and a half second breathing, and then uh, the chewing. I was ah, like, yeah. ah. So, yeah, that was, for me, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. And I have been telling everybody to you know about this, and I was like, oh, hello, people at work. Let me tell you about this book I'm reading. Let me, let's talk some more about it. <laughs> I'm going to look up YouTube videos of how to do these different breathing exercises.
1: Yeah, it was, I really don't have, this is one of those books that I can honestly say really glad I read it. Like I said, we couldn't talk about everything in it if we wanted to in this short amount of time. It's worth the read even after hearing what we've had to say about it. Yeah,
0: hopefully we enc- we're we encouraging you to pick it up. Yeah. And uh, it is a newer book, so I, um took me a little while, I think, to get it on hold through the library. I think I did the electronic version. Yeah, I'm, lazy. I'm super
1: lazy, and I usually wait to the last minute, so I bought it for
0: the Kindle version on Amazon. <laughs> but I actually think that I I just bought, like, five books, and I think I actually may have bought this one. Yeah. I, bought a, I bought another book that I'm currently reading, too, but I think I may have bought this one because I really liked it, and I was like, other people should read it. <laughs> yeah. So those are our last parting words. Any? No, I think still? we
1: pretty much summed it up pretty well. We went through everything I had written down that I thought was important.
0: Yeah. So, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next month. Bye. Bye.